What's up, everything? The Blues haven't done anything, so tonight we'll talk about the NHL awards. Who has won? Who is going to win? Who is going to win but shouldn't? Why does Mark Messier just get to pick an award for himself? We'll answer all those questions ahead before fighting tooth and nail, or should we say salt and smoke, over a St. Louis food pyramid. It's all ahead, so let's get started, and let's go to Mission Taco. Thursday, June 17th, the two-year and a few days anniversary of the St. Louis Blues winning the Stanley Cup. How many days? Is today the parade? Today was the parade, right? Yesterday two, was yesterday the parade. Yesterday was the parade, I so think. today was nothing. Yeah, yeah. Today yeah, was yeah. recovering from Sunbird after the parade. Yeah. And also, the Toronto Raptors parade in Toronto, but that wasn't in St. Louis, that was in Toronto, <laughs> because that's where you'd hold that. Yeah, but that's like our NBA team. We won two things. It is crazy that 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 two teams that rare won like the same week. You mm-hmm. know, good for both of them. And the Blues are never gonna do it again. So cherish those <laughs> go, memories. Go back, listen to those old episodes. That's right. We should. You should. It was fun. I do. I do it occasionally. I know you shouldn't listen to your own podcast, and I wouldn't listen to like a random episode. Mm. But when I want to, when I'm like feeling blue, and I want to go back and listen <laughs> to the Blues one in the cup, heck yeah, I do it. It's great. Uh, we don't have. <laughs> A lot there's, there's no blue folks we beg you to send in your topics and your ideas for discussion you and you just haven't you won't. You just want to what, what do we want <laughs> what do you want us to do what do we want podcasts when do we want them later why do you hate listen to us that's Please. right <laughs> You're but all... if you do continue no one is no one is uh dampening the idea that most of our podcast listening audience is cats during their day you know, routine. Just log on to your owner's computer and That's smash right. those paws listen, against the buttons. Listen, if you want us to do a three-hour review of the musical Cats or the terrible movie reproduction of said musical, we'll do it. Whatever appeals to you. We will <laughs> rate and compare different brands of kitty litter. We don't care. It's a long we'll summer. We'll try them out. <laughs> we'll let you know. It's a long summer, folks, and we got to fill it with something, which is how we find ourselves talking about David Savard of all people. In the latest rendition, the second ever rendition of Blues fans want the D. <laughs> the girls all over the internet. They on they on Twitter. They on Facebook. They on Instagram. They everywhere. They on Tumblr, and they want the D. They want it. And nine times out of ten, they want the D from me. David Savard is a six foot two, two hundred and thirty three pound. Right-handed defenseman. Oh, he's a beefy boy. Who is about to have won a Stanley Cup in a couple of weeks. He will be 31 early next season, a native of St. Hyacinth, Quebec. That's how you spell Hyacinth? I guess. Sure. 
Maybe it is in Quebec, at least. Maybe oh, it's not in other yeah, places. I bet that E at the end, that doesn't exist That's in right. America. Uh, one goal, five assists, and six points in 54 games. Not good. <laughs> it's not good. He played 19 51 average time on ice between the Blue Jackets and Lightning this season. Uh, you take a look at his RAPM chart, which is a, you know, it's a chart that everybody's familiar with and knows exactly what those letter means. Letter means? <laughs> <laughs> We're starting off strong. Oh, boy. And when I typed it to look it up what it meant and remind myself, I typed ramped charts. They are, Ian... They are now. It just took me to the charts themselves. <laughs> RAPM charts are regularized, regularized, adjusted plus minus. I don't know how that comes into play at sure. all. But my point is that David Savards is bad. He's bad at goals for and expected goals for. This guy's creating no offense. Yeah, he's a he's drain. All right at suppressing offense from the other team, but he's creating none of his. He own. suppresses offense everywhere. Oh, everywhere. <laughs> Whether he's got no the puck offense. or the other team has the puck, is nobody scoring when this guy's on the ice. He was 21st on the Lightning and expected goals for percentage, 24th and expected goals for per 60, 13th and expected goals against. Those are all uh, categories that shouldn't matter with how long he's there. So that's, you know, don't worry about that. He is apparently a great locker room guy, just loved, loved by his teammates. I don't care. If, the, if if we look at this as like, a, well, whatever, we'll bring him in 1.5 million, throw him on the third pairing, fine, that's fine. Mm. But don't look at this guy as like a solution. And also, he does look like if Ryan O'Reilly <laughs> just didn't shower for like a month. He kind of looks like if Ryan O'Reilly had like a bee sting yeah. on his whole face. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. I knew Why are you so swollen? I knew didn't shower wasn't quite right, but I couldn't quite figure out what it was, and that's exactly what it is. He it looks exactly like that. So, I don't know. I mean, there are lots of free agent candidates out there. I think we should also... Uh, we'll have to think of a, a punny uh, mm. blues fam want the LW, because that's just not going to work. Uh, but I did an article. I don't. I can't remember if I posted it today or if it's going up tomorrow. Um, but about why the blues probably should let Jaden Schwartz walk. Uh-huh. And during that, I looked up the other left wing free agents. Damn, we could go sign two of those dudes. There's a ton of them this year, even if you rule out some of the unrealistic ones. So, I want Gabriel Landeskog. Well, now. we're going to get him. You got him. Gabriel Landeskog is ours. So, yeah, that'll be up tomorrow at 9.35 a.m. because I'm scheduling it right now uh. as we speak on this podcast. But, um, yeah. So maybe we do some left wing stuff in the future. But you have thoughts on David Savard? You recommended him. Have you heard whoa, his name discussed? You whoa, said the whoa. Blues should sign I, him. Whoa, in. Whoa, whoa. You recommended him for this segment. <laughs> That's what I meant. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I only recommended him because Jr. named him along with Alexiak and Ian Cole. So that'll Blue be next Cole, week. Yeah. Oh, that's the blue move right yeah, there. Yeah, bring that. him back in. Woo! Kenneth that's Cox got Dougie gone. written all over Don't it, worry baby. About it, Ian. He's fine. You're yeah, fine you're now. fine. You're safe here. Now. <laughs> you want a cup? Well, you want two cups, right? You, oh, you and we won cups. Uh, yeah, just a marriage, a marriage made in St. You Lewis. did nothing to deserve winning a cup. We did nothing to. Deserve winning a cup. That's, let's that's not, great. Let's not deserve winning a cup again. Yeah, together. let's do it together. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I mean, I think this just illustrates that there's not that many great defensive UFAs out there. Mm -hmm. And there's no, none of them are a significant improvement on what's already here. And I'm not saying what's already here is perfect, but it's just like, the solution isn't add another guy like you've said before. The solution is not, not to add another guy that's not a top defenseman. Again, a, yeah. a top pairing defenseman. We have like four of those at this point, mm. and we're just going to shove two of them in the top pairing role because we have to. And adding a David Savard or an Alexiak or Ian Cole, and we'll say it again next week, just doesn't move the needle on this team. I get their big pushy guys, and they'll push the guys out of the front of the net, but that's it. That's all they'll do. Yeah. And I don't necessarily think, again, that that was our biggest problem this year anyway. The Blues have too much defense and not enough Right, defense. at the same time. They yep. have Falk, Krug, Pareko done at the moment. Mm. Scandella at the moment. Bortuzzo. Um, and even Wallman. Bortuzzo for sure, but even like Mikola. All six of those yeah. guys I named could be top four defensemen. Mm, yeah. But... No four of them form a cohesive top four. And then you've got all those guys like Wallman, uh, Bortuzzo, R- Rinky is out there. Yeah, Perunovic um, is healing, hopefully. You just have to, like, you kind of have to clear the runway. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't think bringing in another body, because, like, okay, you go sign Jamie Alexiak. Let's say he even signs at a reasonable. Yeah, I don't know. Four, four by four. I don't just throw a number out there. The, mm. the old David Perron special, the four <laughs> by four. Um, then you, then what is Marco Scandella now? You're paying that dude three point seven, three point two five for like yeah. three more years. I think that's not good. And listen, I don't really want to plan around him next year any either. But you can't just hide him on your third pairing at that money for that long. Mm. Um, if you bring in Savard to be a third-line guy, that's fine. But then, like, you're threatening Mikola's minutes. Um, I I just don't think... I don't think on defense it's just an addition that you need. You need a change. Yeah, yeah. And whatever... And I've listen, I've advocated for trading Pareko circumstantially i don't actually like we're not in the strongest position to trade him and i don't think the defense is going to be better just because he's not on it like i'm not delusional but like if there's any hint that you can't keep him next year or just even if you can but you've all look at the contracts you already have signed and now he's suddenly got a potentially long-term nagging injury issue like those are big concerns for mm-hmm. me to give him a long-term extension. But even if you keep him, like, you've got those three guys and that's great, but then you're spending upwards of $20 million on those three guys alone, and none of them is really, like, a comfortable first-line guy on a top-tier team. Mm-hmm. Look at the, you know, I know Elliot Friedman has said this, but, like, all four of the teams remaining in the playoffs have good elite, deep defenses. And yeah, he says it's size, and there is size, but there's so much skill on all of those defenses, too. Mm. Um, And, you know, you look at even, like, some of the teams that were good but didn't make it, like the Avs and the um, Hurricanes. 
you know, one of the reasons I think Florida trailed off so much is because they lost Ekblad. Like, we don't have a defense anymore that can compete with those. But I don't think the answer is just adding another B plus, you know, like not with no offense to yeah. any of these players, but like I think all of those all nobody that's on our defense now, even Scandella, is like a net negative on just being present on a defense, but they just don't add up to the right thing right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't think adding one more person into the mix is the solution to making them work. They already feel so fractured, and if you're going to like unify them under somebody, it needs to be like yeah. a big presence. Well, and also there's the fundamental... I didn't mean to interrupt you, I'm sorry. But the fundamental, like, the defense wasn't that bad last year compared to the offense. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like That's the thing. Is like I guess you could argue that, well, you know, it starts with the defense, and then they couldn't produce. But I'm like, man, even when they were in the zone, like they couldn't produce. It's like, to me, it feels like a much bigger offense issue especially when you're whatever 31st in the league and like high danger chances and all that sort of stuff it's like that just that's the worst you can be and so it's like let's improve on and the like thing that you're the worst a at distance behind even the next worst yeah. team i mean that's just i like i said i would think defense still needs improvement i think there's it's a lot more complicated like you said than just adding a guy and be like there you go because like with pareko's nagging injury you hope krug rebounds and has a you know, a sophomore year like Falk did, mm-hmm. um, but you just don't know. And it's, I don't know, it's it's too many unknowns for me. What I was going to say was, uh, while we're on this D Before segment... Before I cut you off. Is, uh, what do you think about Dougie Hamilton? I mean, I like Dougie Hamilton, but you have to make other significant changes on your defense. Do you think there's enough museums here to keep him interested? <laughs> oh, yeah, they'll love the museum district. I think you'd love there's, to go to the transportation museum. For sure. I saw this week, did you know that you, that was once planned to be on the river, like atop it? Oh, really? Like bridge over the Mississippi River? And then they're like, instead we'll just put it in, I don't know, Wildwood or something. Valley Park. Um, but yeah, apparently. I don't know old time you know we're gonna put it on the river not now but they were gonna they're gonna lift it from the ground (laughs) as ultron did with that town and bumfuck nowhere Uh uh-huh the eastern block it was a made-up country oh now um, i've gone too now i've gone too down i've gone too down the rabbit hole and they're gonna lift they're gonna lift it up with jets and they're gonna drop it onto that river yeah okay I uh, here first. I think Dougie Hamilton will be really interested in the National Horse- Horseshoe Pitchers Hall of Fame that's out in Lake St. Louis. <laughs> what? Wait, do we have the we have the bowling hall bowling of fame? hall of fame yeah. and the bull riding hall of fame? Maybe. Oh yeah, uh, and the Village. chess hall of fame. We got a lot of hall of fames. Yeah. Baby. Yeah, I think at least like museums. They I think are. we're they set. Are. Yeah, most yeah. of those are at least. Um, we good. We good. Like I uh, maybe we should do Dougie Hamilton next week for this. Um, Instead of Ian Cole. Uh, <laughs> no, Ian Cole deserves his time. But, like, for one thing, please stop talking about, well, the Blues should go out and get Dougie Hamilton. Like, that's an original thought. Please. Uh, it feels worse with him than any free agent. Because, like, we're sort of pretending that he's not, like, a premier premier, like a John Tavares-level free agent. Mm-hmm. But, like, please stop saying that. Like, you, you're on to something <laughs> that nobody else has thought of. But, I think that, or they'll say, like, you know, he's actually an analytical darling. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that's not, his whole thing. <laughs> everyone knows now. <laughs> 
He's not hidden. Yeah. You know, Wolfgang Puck, pretty good pretty chef. Good. <laughs> I don't know if you knew this, but uh, yeah. And analytically amazing in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> but with my personal grievances aside, um, yeah, I mean, I'd love to make Dougie Hamilton the centerpiece of our defense. Although, as I think I tweeted earlier this week, if you let Petra walk and then just sign Dougie Hamilton the next year, you could have just not let Petra yeah. walk. Because Dougie Hamilton probably also not signing without a no-movement clause, yeah. particularly given the career he's had. Getting, like, max years yeah. for as much as he can get. Um, but um, personal grievances aside, should either be another podcast or it should be a band name. I think that's perfect. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's a good band name, mm. and you can just call it PGA for sure. Yeah. Although then you'd get sued. Oh yeah. <laughs> PGA and like the A would be one of those weird other language A's. Uh, or like know. the uh, the uh, Anarchy A, you know, to oh, be yeah. especially cool. Oh yeah. Personal you know? grievances aside, would be an anarchist like punk band. <laughs> But a very polite one. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but like, so I'm, I'm great for it. But if you bring in Hamilton, you got to trade for Ego. Then you just have no choice. Mm. Um, Justin Fox going to be like, hey, didn't you steal my job somewhere else before? Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> Come on. I just did it. I just got good again. <laughs> I just got here, I man. I just found my mojo. You go to your stupid museums. <laughs> Um, and then, like, again, it's like, okay, can do you want Dougie Hamilton and Tori Krug to be your top pairing? I'd love it. I don't think Craig Verubi would. And I don't think most of the fans would. Because guess what? They're going to make mistakes and let pucks get behind them occasionally mm-hmm. while they're generating a thousand goals a minute. But they're still going to make mistakes and somebody's going to be like, oh, they should play harder, you know? I was going to say, Dougie Hamilton would be great on this team. He does not fit what this most of this fan base wants no. this team to be. By the way, uh, it just happens to be Douglas Jonathan Hamilton's birthday today. Wow. His 28th birthday, so happy birthday to him. I looked down and read June 17th, and I was like, man, that's pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> like, DJ. June 17th, 1993. Oh, <laughs> 28. So that's pretty, that feels even pretty young signing a free agent deal. You pay him through age 35 season. Do I think it's the best idea? Not necessarily, but if you, if Dougie does it, if Doug signs Dougie, um, then at least it makes me feel like he's he's got some balls. For sure, like it's a big move, and yeah. I do think that's fundamentally that the Blues. If you're gonna if you're gonna tell yourself that you're still competing, mm. you need to make big. Moves. Yeah, I was like, you, you can't, can't just yeah. tinker. As I, I love, I love Jeremy Rutherford. But some of his articles this season the have scared the hell out of me in terms of like, well, you just, you keep Schwartz and Bozak and you add Jamie Alexiak and then you're great. And it's like, oh God, no. You're great like being on track for a rebuild. That you're great at. I'm like, you're great at being like the best version of what this of what last the season was. Bad blues Yeah, were. I was like, oh great. I ran, a, I ran a poll last night. Um, and I was pr- surprised to see pretty even uh, answers. Uh, by the way, check out our new uh, banner on Twitter. Worked very hard on that. It's super dope. It's nothing special. <laughs> you know, I tried. Um, and <laughs> I asked, like. how soon do you think the St. Louis Blues can be ready to be a top, in all caps, contender for a Stanley Cup again? 
Uh, and I thought next season would be the winner, but it actually was second, uh, 32.5%. Four plus years was 25%. And then two to three years was 42.5%. So when you take that, the majority of people think two to three years or more um, by pretty wide distance, 67%. Um, and I think, I do think that's realistic. I don't think this team can't, I don't think they have to fully rebuild. And I know we talk about this every week, but like I do think, <laughs> I do think they kind of need to look at it again, like the year after Bacchus left, mm. and be like, okay, we need to be thinking about how we can be really, really good at the start of the twenty twenty three twenty four season or whatever. You yeah. know, it feels um, like a transition year to me, which is what's crazy when people say, oh well, I think next year they're contenders again. I'm like, I, I just think they're I just think not. it's just a different. A different reading of that. Um, yeah, they're just not... I don't know. They're just not in this division. Not... Yeah, we've talked about it before. Not against in the, the, the division league. of Colorado and Minnesota and uh, Nashville even and Dallas, if they're any better from not being like having every player they've had injured. Like, it's just a tougher... It's a tougher division than this last year and last year we didn't do so great in that division that half of that division sucked so i mean we were pretty much competing with arizona to not get in the playoffs by the end of the season Mm -hmm. so i get that the team should be less injured supposedly that's always such a weird thing there when people are like well i guess there might just not be any injuries next year i'm like well you hope there's not any significant ones, but you got to plan for a few and it's just like you just don't know hopefully it won't be as injured as this year for sure but it's I think so that's the, just a best case scenario everyone's kind of looking at right stop, now. Can we stop pretending that injuries were the reason we didn't have a good season? If we're not, if we're healthy, we're not competing with the Avs in Vegas in points or in the playoffs. Because we were, were mostly healthy by the playoffs. Mm. And I realize we lost Falk in game two, two, or one, two, I think, right? Yeah. And Perron was out, but like... Come on, guys. We got swept. We got freaking swept. People, I mean, people like, keep kind of beating around the bush, bush on all that, and it's just not. Yeah, I don't know how you color just, that any better than what it was. I don't know, and and also last year, I know we want to just write off the bubble, except three of the four teams in this year's final four, three of the four in last year's final four. So they're just really good at. Mickey Mouse. Hockey. Yeah. Steve so Hockey. yeah, the Lightning won't be good next season <laughs> again. But like, it's it's two years of really bad results, not great seasons, and really bad results. Mm. And I think, but for that really hot streak we had before COVID hit, mm. where we were just red hot for like two weeks, we might have already moved on from Baruby. Because we might have missed the playoffs last year. Well, we wouldn't have with the expanded playoffs. But, you know, we might have done even worse last year and had this year. I just, I think it's going to be a few years before you're really serious. And if you want to make big splashes for long-term pieces, especially young long-term pieces. You know, I heard, I heard, um... JR I read said like well the 16th pick is great because you could use it or it could be a trade chip and it's like sure for Matt Kachuk or Jack Eichel Mm -hmm. I'd trade that pick but I am not trading that for like I don't know Jonathan Drouin 
or mm-hmm. somebody, Evgeny Kuznetsov, who's this, like... This team so desperately needs to fill its pipeline of players to come that there's... I just... You can't get rid of that so easily. Yeah. Like we have with other things. Because like you said, yeah, it's not like we're that, we're that one player away unless that one player is like some superstar. Um, just doesn't feel worth it. Yeah. Plus, with 16, you get Tarasenko again. It could be anybody. It could be. Including 2010's Vladimir Tarasenko. Could, which, actually, I think the athletic guy ranked 16th overall as, like, a Russian winger. And I'm like, there you go, go baby. Just get Let him be in the KHL for six years. Trade Tarasenko away. We already got one of you in the wings, baby. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I we may talk about the Blues in passing the rest of the episode, but that's kind of... I think one of these weeks we'll have to have a big, really blues-focused episode and talk about what we want the off-season to look like. Um, but, you know, I just, right now, it's just, there are so many ideas out there and so many of them are bad that I just have faith in Dougie to know what we don't know, you know? And the thing is, like, this is the NHL, like, anything could come out of left field mm-hmm. you know like he could just be like i'm not trading for jack eichel but i am trading for dylan larkin and i don't know you know sam Steele. and you're like what and then and then that's like a much better team <laughs> so sure. but um we'll have to wait and see we'll discuss it much more but for now let's talk about the nhl awards Starting with the boring ones. In some ways, the most meaningful ones. Mm. But the boring <laughs> ones. And starting with the King Clancy Memorial Trophy, which, listen, it's wonderful that you give back to your community. But it's not that exciting. I can't measure these guys' differences, you know? But uh, Curtis Gabriel of the San Jose Sharks, which, yes, I did have to look up, was nominated for his devoted LGBTQ plus advocacy. Uh, Pekka Rene has helped raise over $3 million for pediatric cancer research in Nashville and for make a not and he's participated in Make-A-Wish. And then P.K. Subban has been P.K. Subban and... Um, he's still got a hospital. ...has the uh, Blue Line Buddies that connects cops and kids uh, and is really cool. But Pekka Rene won it this year. I feel like the King Clancy a lot lately has been going to like... An aging veteran who's almost retired, who's like mm. just been a good charitable person his whole mm. career. Um, but you know, I guess everyone who's nominated deserves to win that. I'm not gonna sit here and pick and choose and be like, this guy did more. It charity. should have been Curtis Gabriel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's uh, June. It's Pride. It month. is Pride Month. You guys screwed up. NHL. I want to. I want to touch on the Bill Masterton Memorial Trophy, <laughs> not because. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, we'll get into it. So, first of all, Matt Dumba uh, overcame online race-based hatred for his stance on Black Lives Matter while uh, doing a lot of outreach and advocacy, creating Matt Dumba Hockey Without Limits camps. I shouldn't even say stance on Black Lives Matter. Like, you shouldn't. Like, there's an alternative stance. He has a stance. But, you know, his work with that movement. Um, Oscar Lindblom, I think... Fairly famously diagnosed with Ewing sarcoma in December 2019, uh, battled back, played 14, played 50 games this year, scored 14 points, and then Patrick Marlowe was the third nominee because he didn't retire and he lived in San Jose for a few months. And yes, he broke Gordy Howe's record. Mm-hmm. And in the, an award that nominate that honors perseverance, I get why he's a nominee. But here's what I don't get. <laughs> 
A man named Daniel Nugent Bowman, who is verified. I had no idea if he's related to Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Um, but, you know, <laughs> he's, he's verified. Related, yeah. <laughs> he's, that's he's the, the Nugent and Nugent Hopkins when they got divorced went over oh. here. Married a Bowman. More kids. Um, this was wild. Like, I don't want to really roast this guy. Do it. But <laughs> he tweeted, well, I'm sure. So Oscar Lindblom, obviously won this award Mm. like indisputably um and daniel nugent bowman (laughs) tweeted well i'm shocked i thought patrick marlowe would be a similar lock for the masterton as Connor mcdavid seems to be for the Hart trophy (laughs) never mind i do want to roast this guy (laughs) he continued for those of you informing me that oscar lindblom had cancer in the words of george costanza i am aware to be queer his comeback was inspiring and he is a deserving winner of the masterton i'm just surprised he won because dot 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 One, Lindblom was a finalist for the award last year and returned to action in the playoffs. Not many Masterton candidates span two seasons. Like, this dude is an expert on who's won the Masterton, like anyone is. And two, Marlowe broke what was thought to be an unbreakable record thanks in part to his perseverance and dedication. That's all. Kudos. To Lindblom. Kudos for overcoming Kudos. You didn't die. Kudos. So wow. this guy's the worst. I Even as I read that again, I was triggered more. Here's the thing. Let's strip all of this back for a second and just say, you thought when, a guy, when not only a guy with cancer, but a, a, a survivor of race hatred mm-hmm. were on the ballot, you thought the guy who was just old <laughs> was a, quote, lock? Yeah, he thought 100%. If you think, hey, I really believe Marlowe should win this, with no disrespect to those other two, he broke a seemingly unbreakable record, and he hasn't missed a game in like a thousand Mm -hmm. years, and he's 49 years old. I I at least hear your argument. But this guy said, lock. (laughs) He thought it was as incredible that this guy played games this season Mm. which is again all he had to do this season was just keep playing games Mm. he didn't overcome a severe injury uh he didn't you know he played for the sharks though well that's true and that takes perseverance on its own (laughs) and he didn't nobody even asked him to stop using hair grease which would have obviously meant instant retirement had they asked him to. He just had to show up in San Jose in an empty arena and play games. And that's, I'm taking nothing away from Patrick Marlowe. It's an incredible accomplishment. But again, he said a lot. And just the kind of glibness that he's approaching, a overcoming... A very life-threatening cancer diagnosis is just like yeah, he but did, he did that last. Yeah, that was year. last year. I like how he says most King Clancy nominees don't span two years, and I think you pointed this out. I was like, yeah, most don't, but I guess some do, much like this one. Yeah. So like, it's not even setting a new precedent. It's like I guess it's happened before, so who cares? Yeah, and also, I don't mean to be a little grim, but like. 
Oscar Lindblom could be nominated every year because he's not just done battling cancer. Mm. He's cancer-free at the moment. But that doesn't mean it's gone forever. I hope it is. Mm. But he's always going to be living in the shadow of having overcome cancer. Not to mention that that dude was having the best year of his career. And they were like, bam, Ewing sarcoma. And he had to deal with that. And he obviously wasn't the same player this year in totality. Because he had like 30 points last season. And this year he had 14. Mm. So, and again obvious why that happened which is why he won this award but i was just i was shook by this. i was like dude of all the awards i have an opinion on like also yeah might as well you These... should have a stronger opinion for the one we had before this one yeah. like king clancy like have a stronger opinion on who did the most good these first than, like who three... overcame something these first personal. three and i think the next one is brand new or maybe it yeah, has been the last so. two seasons are ones that like you can you can give your opinion before mm-hmm. on like hey I think uh, actually this person deserves to win because X mm-hmm. but you can't be after the fact being like this is horseshit <laughs> you know Curtis Gabriel had to win this award because Pekka Rene's three million dollars for pediatric cancer can go jump off a bridge as far as I'm concerned as should all those kids. <laughs> Yeah, like, that would be this guy's stance. That would be like, yeah. Well, but did Pecorine have the cancer? No, I don't yeah. think so. He just wrote a check. Yeah. Lame. <laughs> so anyway, had to had to light that guy up. Uh, the nominees for the Willie O'Ree Community Hero Award: Renee Hess, who uh, started the Black Girl Hockey Club, very popular on Twitter. Um, and does a lot of good work. It's not, it's not just that they look, have some Twitter very, Look, we wish we were as strong as she was on Twitter. Yes. Howard Smith, uh, the Pittsburgh Ice Inclusion Creates Equality, uh, which I believe we just saw a commercial for. And the winner, Kevin Hodgson, who created Heroes. Hockey Education Reaching Out Society, which is not reaching out to society, but, but they didn't have a two in there, so... Uh, physical, cognitively challenged kids. 10,000 kids over the last decade have been part of this program. Now, that sounds incredible. My only complaint with this is if it's the Willie O'Ree Community Hero <laughs> Award, and if this is, in fact, the first time they've ever given it, which yeah. I think it is, maybe don't give it to the white guy over two <laughs> black candidates. Look, they tried the to find someone year, within but heroes that was, I do, <laughs> that was black, and they couldn't do it, so they said, oh, <laughs> I guess, I guess we'll still give it to him. But uh, all of those people are great, and I'm sure their work is great. I just don't know. But they're I, like, awesome. I like that award, especially because I feel like more now than ever, like as hockey seems to be, Hockey at least was and might still be, I guess, like slowly kind of shrinking in terms of popularity and mm-hmm. kids getting into the sport. And then we've talked a lot about just like diversity within the sport and everything too. It's like one way, obviously, you can grow this game is to reach out to communities that don't normally participate or know much about the game. And so to be able to champion that and give out an award for that, I think, just speaks to the NHL's. I think they're. I think they're as dedicated as a as a. As dedicated as a league that's kind of just learning this now can be, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like I'm sure they could always do more, but it feels like they're doing good for what's been going on recently when mm-hmm. it comes to like this league or the sport in general, and it's kind of called to be more diverse. Yeah, I think they're they're 
not to give them too much credit. By the way, I'm a moron because this award has been awarded since 2017, 18. <laughs> but um, they're rolling a big stone up a big hill. Yeah. And I know that's slow progress, and it should be much faster progress, but I do think they're genuinely trying. Yeah. I mean, this is like the most conservative sport when it uh-huh. comes to just like... When it comes to tradition and like just where people come from and like the background of everyone and stuff, it's just it's not saying they shouldn't be reaching out and doing as much as they can, but it's just going to take a lot. I mean, you've seen how much. I mean, they've it probably been trying to get for them to do like post game interviews. Well, that's what I was say. It takes a lot for them to change like even just big rules within right. the sport. So like to be able to change like the makeup of the people that make the sport great. It's going to take... It takes time. Generations. Yeah. Also, like, I, this isn't quite a ply, but uh, over this last weekend during the Euros, there was the the very frightening episode where a player um, had a cardiac yeah. arrest on the field. Christian Eriksen, um, oof, I, was, I was watching it. It was very unpleasant. So he was, like, on the field, he was, right? Like he playing? was legally dead yeah. on the field. But, yeah, he just, like, he... Passed the ball, and he received it like three seconds later, later, and it kind of bounced off his foot, and then he was just he just collapsed on the ground. And then you're like, you don't really know what's going on because you're only half paying attention, and then you see they're doing chest compressions, and it was terrifying. But there were a lot of people that were like criticizing different elements of it. Yeah. Um, you know, like it took two minutes for the uh, EMTs to get there and like the camera crew a lot of people were really savaging the camera crew and I get it because it was very uncomfortable um, for not you know they weren't like up in his face but they yeah. also weren't just cutting to like a you know like a Wide stadium shot, shot yeah. not showing any of it they were kind of like it was kind of frenetic camera cuts almost as if they also didn't know what was going on <laughs> yeah, which was kind of my problem with the people who were, like, really savaging them. Because I get it, but also, like, they're also human beings very shocked and alarmed by what's Mm. happening, you know? So, But all of that was to say, I was listening to a podcast after the fact, and one of the guys made the point that, like, every person in that situation was a human being trying their best, Mm -hmm. you know? And, like, I think we... This has probably always been true, but it feels especially true of our culture of, like... The NHL is going to make mistakes in this fight. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of mistakes. And some of them will be really boneheaded, embarrassing mistakes. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they're bad people or that they're not sincerely trying to get better, mm-hmm. you know? And that's like, and I'm not... There's just going to be bumps along the way. I don't want to be that guy who's like, we all need to have grace and we all need to vote it and we can never criticize. But, like, I do think... This award is a, you know, and, and just even acknowledging these things and and encouraging these programs and supporting them. Um, Black Girl Hockey Club is a thing that wouldn't have even had a voice in hockey five years ago. Mm-hmm. And now it's not only, not only does it have a, a vocal and supported presence on Twitter and some of the teams are taking their get uncomfortable pledge, um, but the NHL is nominating them for an award, you know, mm-hmm. and um, so I think even I've, even as I'm looking at the screen, the records.nhl.com, the logo of the NHL is pride colored. Mm-hmm. Like they're trying and they're going to screw up a lot because they're the NHL. And like you said, they screw up officiating a lot <laughs> and like travel and scheduling. <laughs> like they screw up everything a lot. But I do think, 
uh, in some cases, we should try to err on the side of a little bit of patience and understanding. And that's um, the nicest we'll ever be to the yeah, NHL. That's the, and, and the next time they screw up, you better believe we're just going <laughs> to dagger them. Um, Jack Adams Award, we found out the winner today, and I think it's probably who I would have expected to win. It always feels like there's always that kind of groundswell of support for, like, this guy's the best coach in the entire world this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and this year it was Rob Brendamore. Had a pretty big day signing a about a half market value contract extension, mostly because he just didn't want to move um, anywhere else. <laughs> and then winning an award that acknowledged that he should have made much more money than he did. Um, but his 36-12-8 record was good for 80 points in a third place finish. First place in the Eastern Conference. Dean Evans Evison, not Evanson, having replaced Bruce Boudreaux went 35, 16, and 5, 75 points. Third in the West Division, but non-playoffs. Uh, they were no, they were a non-playoff team. Well, I guess they weren't because of the long playoffs. Mm. But were they a top 16 last year? I don't know. They weren't good last year. <laughs> that's 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 that's, uh... that's a guarantee. Um, and you know he got Carol Kaprasov, and and he's and Dean Evison is the reason they got better. And then Joel Quinville. I honestly kind of thought Quinville maybe deserved this because the Panthers were so bad last year, but I'll talk about the one that the Panthers, I think, actually deserve when we get down to it here in a minute. It's like they made the... They made the... I guess they didn't make the playoffs last year. They were in the qualifying uh-huh. round, and they got bounced in the qualifying round. And this year, they made the playoffs because there was no qualifying I round. I think one thing both of the coach, both Quinville and Brenda Moore, deserve is like, but I think Quinville a lot more because of the stakes, is like they both took higher-profile goalies and were like, no, actually, this guy who's just playing better than you is the goalie now, you know? I think. And in the case of Nedeljkovic, um, you know, Peter Mrazek had to know that was coming to some extent, but especially in the Bobrovsky case, to just say, like, sorry, dude, Drieger and Knight are just better than you are, so I don't care if you're making $10 million, you gotta sit. I think that takes a pretty competent coach, too, which is why, you know, someone like Quimville, especially because he's been around for a long time, and I mean, it seems like Rob Brindamore kind of just, you know, I don't know, he's very straightforward mm-hmm. sort of guy. You need to have that in a coach in order to be like, I'm sitting a dude that makes $10 Because you know they're always going to, from a business perspective, be like, hey, we got to try and play and we got to try and make this work. And it's like, no, that's a loss. Mm-hmm. And I'm here to win games. Yeah, for so, sure. So, I mean, all the credit in the world to those two. Um, Dean Evison, I don't mean to knock him in yeah. any way. And usually they'll like, you made a bad team good award is how you win this. But I can't separate anything that happened in Minnesota from... Carol Kaprasov. Yeah. And I I did hope that Bill Guerin would get nominated for GM of the year because like that would have been and again, I don't think he's necessarily <laughs> undeserving, but just the idea that he would be nominated because the player that Chuck Fletcher drafted like six years ago finally came over. Yeah, but Bill Guerin didn't trade him in the like well, that's three true. months that's that he could have true. traded him. Yeah, so, so you know what? Good for Pretty him. good. And he did get him over here. Um, <laughs> get over here. So I think I said it, but Rob Brennamore did win that after that this afternoon or this evening. The Frank J. Selke Award. Now we get to the player awards, none of which have been nominated good. and chosen yet. So we've perfect timing. Um, Alexander Barkov is very good 
Um, extremely good expected goals for Corsi for um, not the strongest expected goals against. Very good on the uh, power play, but that's not really what this award is about. <laughs> Except it is, because Joel Erickson Eck didn't get it. You know, mm. it's you've still got to be a star player to win the Selkie. It's the You Should Have Been MVP Award, which is why I think Barkov's probably going to win. <laughs> um, Patrice Bergeron's there every year. He actually has the best metrics of these guys, but he's the one I'm almost certain won't win it because he's there every year. Um, but, he got, God, he's so good. And now he's so old, and he's still so good. Right. Alexa, how old is Patrice Bergeron? Patrice Bergeron is 35 years old. 35. She was born on July 24th. Almost 36. 1985. That's the song. That's the year that Bowling Soup wrote that song about. Oh, yeah. He was born in that year. She. I can't say her name because she'll start talking. But she's our new. She's our new producer. Yeah, she's our producer slash filling guest host. Yeah. Um, Alexa, tell me a joke. <laughs> Where do leprechauns live? In leprechauns. <laughs> Fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Woof. <We've, laughs> that's what she came up with? We've got this mic set to bi-directional, and she is not in either of those directions, so I really hope you didn't hear that, folks. Uh, Woof. Woo, that you, was, can't, you can't make that joke now, Alexa. Yeah, you no, can't make please, that joke. Please don't ever. It's don't, 2021. Stick to your day job, which is mostly, you know, turning on and off my lights. <laughs> oh, no. That's really, that's most, that and telling me what temperature There's is. There's an uprising coming. She's pissed. It is amazing the things that she's capable of versus the things that I ask <laughs> yes. her to do. So whenever that she talks about like, hey, just so you know, you can do, and I'm yeah, like, shut up, please, gonna, be quiet. I'm not you, doing that. You can set a routine where I can trade stocks and make you six million dollars every morning eh, shut up bitch. <laughs> what time is it <laughs> tell me to shut up exactly tell me what set an alarm for 15 minutes from now uh mark stone is the other guy i think uh is going to win this hey alexa is mark stone terrible here's something i found <laughs> oh no it is terrible luck for Stone, who saw his promising career interrupted for 18 months with an anterior cruciate ligament injury and has been restricted to just 34 first-class matches since debuting in 2012. <laughs> what? Who? <laughs> Folks, it's summer episode. Sorry, this is you gonna never be know a what you're going to get. Marky Mark Stone is. Uh, he's the other guy that I think could win this because he's the guy that, like, Greg Wachinski's always like, he can never win it because he's a winger. And then, like, eventually that's just going to come to the point where everybody's agreed on that, and so he's going to win it. Mm-hmm. Um, actually has the worst metrics at a glance. Uh, slightly better expected goals against than Barkov. Um, obviously, all three players are very good. I hope Barkov wins it. Has he won before? Barkov, yeah. I don't think so, but maybe one last year. Let me. For some look. reason, I feel like I know he's definitely been nominated before. Yeah, usually you're nominated a few times before you win it. I feel right. like with this, uh, Couturier won last year. O'Reilly, Kopitar, Bergeron, Kopitar, Bergeron, Bergeron, Tays, Bergeron, Kessler, Datsik, Daxik, Daxik, Brindamore, Brindamore, Chris Draper. <laughs> and we end on a weird one. Yeah. Well, right. I wanted to read that because it felt right. That was the last pre-lockout one. Chris so. Draper. I hate you, Chris Draper. 
Chris Draper uh, visited Steve Dangle's elementary school. He tells Ooh. that all the time. I think Chris Draper is at those Traverse City things when I'm out there, Probably. but I wouldn't know what he looks like. So, um, so yeah. I think I think I hope it's Barkov. It should be. Barkov. I really don't like Mark Stone. Yeah, I mean it's probably the Bozak thing. He's also, obviously very good. I'm not yeah. trying to deny that, but it's also because he looks like a really tall troll. Yeah. He's like he has like or like a dwarf face, mm-hmm. like a like a Lord of the Rings dwarf face, but he's like on a regular person's body. Yeah, you know? for sure. Um, I have a bone to pick with this next nomination, and oh, yeah, I think yeah, we yeah. picked the same bone last year. Um, and we'll pick it forever. Yeah, Lady Bing Memorial Trophy. Your nominees are Austin Matthews, 41 goals, 25 assists, 66 points, 52 games played, and 10 penalty minutes. Jacob Slavin, 3 goals, 12 assists, 15 points, plus 22, 52 games played, 2 penalty minutes. And Jared Spurgeon, 7 goals, 18 assists, 54 games played, minus 2, and 6 penalty minutes. I'll tell you who won't, will win this and who shouldn't win this, because they're the same person, and it's the guy with a sex crime on his record. <laughs> Jared Spurgeon. Jared Spurgeon. <laughs> Listen... Yeah, I don't know how you can nominate Austin know, Matthews for this. Listen, I know not seven minutes ago we were saying, guys, you got to take it easy on the NHL. <laughs> They're trying to learn. Come on, NHL. But the, the amount, how quickly the entire league just boised will be boised away the reality that Austin Matthews two summers ago drunkenly tried to expose himself to a security guard or something along mm. those lines. It wasn't, like, rape. Like, I'm not even trying to, you know, I'm not even trying to play the the game where it's like, oh, it's all equally as bad. It wasn't as bad. But it wasn't good. And the but he, whole... But he only had 10 felony minutes. But the whole media was like, which is the most of these guys, yeah, too. So. But, like, the whole media was like, well, he lost his captaincy for that, and that's what you get. But then that was the end of the story. Pretty there much. wasn't even the like, oh well, he's still learning. He's going to classes. He's trying his hardest. If he was in like a like, medium, if he was in like a medium to small market, they they that'd be a big story, and people would be bringing it up. Other fan bases would be bringing it up all the uh, time. But like, yeah, for some reason, I guess because it's in Toronto and he's their best player, they gotta be like, yeah, and that's it. We're not going yeah. to talk about it anymore. We're not. And then if he goes to Arizona or someplace, then it will be a story again. I guarantee it won't. I'm, Don't you no, think it will I'm, be? No, like, I for agree, sure? but I just think it'll be funny. I'm, I, I see a headline where they're like, uh, Arizona signed sex offender <laughs> <laughs> Austin Matthews to a seven-year deal. Austin Matthews returns to his childhood home and the home of his dark sexual past. You're <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, boy. Um, so with, don't you don't you think all, it should also go to like a defenseman because they're out there more and it's like isn't it pretty hard to not oh, commit a penalty? Slavin should win this for sure. That dude, two penalty minutes and he's one of the league's elite defensemen. Mm. I I hope he wins it. Yeah. Um, but uh, I fear that Austin Matthews is going to win it because he was nominated last year. And they want to give him an award because he can't win the Hart Trophy this year. So it's, if I'm it's like, so he won. I mean, obviously he won like a performance award. He won Rocket uh-huh. Richard. So it's like he got a little trophy. He didn't win the big Stanley Cup. Don't give him this. Do you think he's gonna go back to Arizona and try to show that security guard is Rocket? I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh god. I'm part of the problem. Uh, no. I'm part of the culture. Uh. 
I'm part of we the need rape. a culture shift yeah, yeah, away from you. Oh, no, 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 no. Alexa, save us. Alexa, tell us a joke. <laughs> Alexa, uh, Alexa, tell us a joke. Why did the cow do jumping jacks? Oh, I don't want to know. She was practicing her calisthenics. Oh, that was even worse. <laughs> yeah, these are oh. terrible. Ooh, yikes. That was a moo point if I've ever heard one. Ian, talk to us about the Jim Gregory General Manager of the Year Award. And let me confess, I don't really know who Jim Gregory is. Yeah, I was like, I didn't even know that this had a person's name attached to it. You got Mark Bergevin in Montreal, Lou Lamorello of the New York Islanders, and Bill Zito from the Florida Panthers. Uh, Mark Bergevin, uh, the, you know, Montreal was upset last year, or they, they weren't upset. They did the upsetting. Oh, he just recently died. Oh, no. Oh, I was like, Mark but, Bergevin. Oh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but at age 83, oh, I so I don't laughing. care. Oh. He was a coach and executive for you'll never guess what team. Of course you will, the Toronto Maple uh, It's like, it's always some old dude from like either them or Montreal, pretty much. The answer in Sunday school is always Jesus, and the answer in the NHL is always the Toronto Maple Leafs. Might as well. Everyone's passed through there, or they used to be a fan, or they grew up in Toronto. Yeah. Or they knew someone who did grow up in Toronto. When I went to Kenya, uh, the first time I went was like 2009, 2010, the summer of 2010. So like... Barack Obama being president was still fairly new um, and uh, don't tell Donald Trump this but they were very sure that he was born in Kenya in Kenya they were they had no yeah, problem <laughs> no problem believing that they cared little about our constitution uh, so especially all the kids were very fond of him and one kid a lot of times they would just come up and ask you like who is America's president? And you'd have to be Barack Obama, and they'd all they'd all you know go nuts, um, which is fine. Like <laughs> exactly. Um, but then I just think we remember one time, uh, America or one kid goes, "Who is America's president?" And I said, "Barack Obama." And he was like, "Correct." Who was America's greatest president? And I was like, "I feel like I know where this is going, so I'm going to say Barack Obama." And he was like, "Correct." And he was like, who was America's first president? And I was like, George Washington? And he's like, no, Barack Obama. <laughs> and I feel like the NHL is the same way with the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's like, who is the greatest NHL team? The Toronto Maple Leafs? Correct. Who was the first NHL team? Who's also the worst. Yeah, exactly. Also, they're all exactly. things. There's all the things. Jim Gregory also from this picture really seems to have had a unibrow. Um, so, you know, he's got that going for him. Old folks in have mirrors. That's right. Uh, so anyway, please walk us through these nominees. Well, so Mark Bergevin, uh, the Montreal Canadiens upset Pittsburgh in the qualifying round last year. Uh, then they went on to lose in six games to Philadelphia in the first round of 2020, which set Mark Bergevin on a, I was going to say a tire fire, <laughs> on a, uh, on a parade across the NHL as he acquired Anderson Edmondson. Perry and Allen this offseason. Josh, Joel, Corey, and Jake for those. That, sound, that sounds like a good like, yeah, boy band. Boy band, you know? exactly. Yeah. Uh, traded for Stahl at the deadline. Finished fourth in the North Division this year, which is kind of lame. Like, it's yeah. you're supposed to be like, oh, did they do better? Like, yeah, they no. did about the same. He also fired, what's his name? Oh, yeah. Uh, old Potato Face. Ah. Uh, not Vino. Claude Julian. Julian, yeah. 
Do you think it's really weird when guys like Jake Allen and Joel Evanson like get back get back together, but yeah, not like yeah. in the but like from different? It's not even like Jake Allen was already there and then Joel Edmondson signed there. I mean, I'm sure one of them was there first. Yeah. But, you know, it's like they just show up in Montreal and they're like, I guess we've got to be friends now. Did, did you ever, did you ever like talk to or meet up with anyone in Kirksville, like Truman, that went to our high school? Very rarely, but yeah. yes. But like, but none of your like close friends uh, went yeah, there. That's yeah. what the, this must be. Anytime like. I saw them, I was like, oh, hey, yeah. you know? Like, we had one person from our high school that went to the University of Minnesota, and I'd see them sometimes. I think I remember yeah. that someone did, but I couldn't tell you. Who and then we just kind of be like, hey, how's it going? And we both already made like friend groups, which is good, but I feel like if we hadn't, it'd be like, hey, so I guess we should be friends. Cause <laughs> remember Cause in high school? Strangers in a strange land. I've got, I would like to think that Edmondson, or I'd like to think that Alan like, really liked Edmondson, and Edmondson like, didn't give a shit about Alan, or mm-hmm. vice versa. So when I was like, hey, man, how's it going? I'm like, ah, it's all right. Yeah, I'm good. I don't really remember you all played, that much. I played in Carolina last year. This is hell for me. Uh, <laughs> you know the uh, the that thing that celebration they did. I was part of that, and yeah. you know what? This isn't the same. <laughs> this is worse now that I'm in Montreal. <laughs> I just have to say, Ian. I know that this is sincere, but this description you wrote for Lou Lamorello just feels really sad. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. Lou Lamorello, uh, the Tampa Bay or Tampa Bay, the uh, New York Islanders. Lost to Tampa Bay in six games in 2020. Traded for Palmieri and Zajac at the deadline. And they finished fourth in the Eastern <laughs> Division this year. Again, not much, not a lot of movement. Also traded away one of the very best defenders in the NHL this year, Devin Taves, for next to nothing. Yeah, so. and I mean, they made it to the, I guess, quote-unquote conference finals last year. Mm-hmm. They're in the, uh, I guess it was the conference finals last year. This year is the quote-unquote conference finals. They mm-hmm. made it to the third round last year and this year. So that's pretty impressive, especially for a team that still kind of carries around like the moniker of being like boring and mm-hmm. kind of not good, even though for the last three years they've been very good. Yeah. So I think that's really stuck with them ever since Tavares left. They're like, well, they'll be bad. And then they weren't. They're like, happened. well, they'll be bad again. <laughs> they've actually been better the entire time since yeah. they left. I do kind of want them to win the cup, and they're like, yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, like, but they're still not going to be not good. very good, though. <laughs> Um, and then you have Bill Zito, who I hear his name, and I was like, what, UGM what team? The Florida Panthers. The Panthers lost in the qualifying round to the Islanders in four games last year. They acquired Duclair, Hornquist, Verhage, and Winberg this offseason. They traded for Sam Bennett at the deadline, and they finished second in the Central, missing the division title by just two points. I don't see how Verizito doesn't win this. Yeah, I, think I know he it's should. the first year GM, which I don't know if that's going to help or hurt him. But like, he made so many moves without panicking and making any giant moves, mm. and he took a team that seemed like it should be good, but perennially wasn't. Even the year after they hired Joel Quinville, and suddenly they were a top top contender. Mm. And I realize he didn't draft Spencer Knight, but Spencer Knight didn't play that big a role this year. He didn't year. trade Spencer, and Knight he didn't either. trade. Spencer Knight. Sometimes your accomplishments are doing I just, nothing. I know both the GM and especially the Jack Adams tend to be like, hey, you made a bad team good. Yeah. Um, and Bergevin, I don't think, I know people are like, well, it's kind of a joke because we're not sure he even is a good GM, but like hard to argue that he kind of deserves to be considered. But I just feel like this has to be Zito this year. I don't know I how agree. it could not be. But 
I guess we'll see. It probably won't be. It'll probably be Lulam just to, just to screw everything up. I'm sure. How many times has Lulam really won this? Probably at least like uh, two Probably 300 because yeah, he's, he's a thousand. Because he got hit some people. Yeah. That's right. I, I need another Gregory this year. Get it for me. And Brian Burke's like, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Mark Messier picks a person who wins the leadership award. Let's randomly pick who Mark Messier is going to pick. He's going to pick Matt Dumba because nobody else was in Minnesota <laughs> that day. No. Um, who's a captain? Are they always captains? I don't know if they are. But uh, I don't think they have to be. Who's a captain who's helped gut his team through, um... You know who I thought of actually was David Backus. Yeah. I feel like he could just randomly be like, well, he's a good hard-nosed guy who's never won an NHL award, so let's give him this. Uh, Wayne Simmons. I think Wayne Simmons won it last year, so probably not him. I think um, it's going to be Sean Monahan. I picked, there's a random hockey generator <laughs> name, and that's why I clicked through at Sean I was, Monahan. I was sitting listening like, but why? <laughs> Zach Parise, maybe? He's been like... He's on a team that's good. I just can't believe they're like, dude, just pick somebody. Nathan McKinnon, because he's not going to win any other awards, and he said the shit word after his team oh, lost. Yeah. They should give him to Sidney Crosby, because eventually Sidney Crosby's not going to play in this league, and that'll be sad. So give him an award. He's not ever going to not play in this league. Stop talking non-truth. We're going we're gonna to talk about Sidney Crosby here in a minute. <laughs> the winner of this award last year was Mark Giordano, but I read it as Mark Messi. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, uh, I pick myself. There was no one as deserving yes, as me. Right. A lot of the, like a Mark Messier oh, thing. A lot of these choices have been old guys on the final. Oh my god! Like all of these are old guys that seem to be on their final oh, leg. Geez. 2007, first year, Chris Chelios, mm-hmm. who must have been a, like 80 at that point. 2008, I didn't even know he played this long. Matt Sundin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, 2009, Jerome McGinley, who I guess had a few more years in him. But was, so was the last was good yeah. years. <laughs> uh, 2010, Sidney Crosby. Okay, 2011, Zidane Yotaro, who would have seemed old at that point, probably, but had right. another decade <laughs> in him. Uh, 2012, Shane Doan. 2013, Daniel Alfredson. All of these guys are getting towards the end of their career. Dustin Brown, Jonathan Tate, Shea Weber. So that's a run of guys. And then the last four have been Nick Foligno, Derek England, Wayne Simmons, and Mark Giordano. So I got no idea. I ain't got a clue. Maybe this is the Connor McDavid year because they got to the playoffs. Um, or maybe it's somebody completely random. Sean Monahan, I'm telling Ooh, you. Who's the old guy that's captain? Which of the Stahl brothers is the Hurricanes captain? That's who it'll probably be. Jordan? Yeah, it'll be. Oh, that feels, that that feels yeah. right. Jordan Lock, Stahl. That is a lot. Lock it in. Lock, Lock it in. Random, random <laughs> Messier pick. Lock. Oh, baby. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out. I'm going to cut this segment out of the podcast so that we can just be ready to smash it all over Twitter when Mark Messier picks the person that we picked. in your head, Mark. (laughs) We are rent-free in your head, Mark Messier. Rent-free! Woo! He thinks about us at night. He's got a poster of our wall that he throws uh, darts at, a poster of our faces on his wall. The Kirill Kaprizov Memorial Trophy. (laughs) No, the Calder Memorial Trophy. Which will go to Carol Kaprizov. 27 goals, 24 assists, 51 points, 55 games played, 18 18. 27 goals in the yeah. shortened season. 6.7 point shares. Jason Robertson, who actually had. 
considerably better goals for per 60 numbers, uh, expected goals numbers, um, 17 goals, 28 assists, 45 points, 16.53 plus 13, 5.6 point shares. And then Alex Nedeljkovic had a very good rookie season, 15-5-3, 9.32 save percentage, 1.9 goals against average, 5.5 point shares. It's just, I, I, I think all of those guys, the other two had rookie seasons, Either one of them would have won over Barrett Jackman the year Barrett Jackman won. <laughs> would they? But like, <laughs> would you have? Uh, but there's just that mystique around Kaprizov this year. The dude friggin' transformed an entire franchise. I, just, I know we talked about this a while ago when it was like people were really like, well, he shouldn't even be eligible. Yeah. Um, but like, this dude transformed a market. And yeah, from being super ho hum to being like, Exciting! Like I wanted to tune into Wild Games this year. When have you ever said that? And I just, you know, and they made the playoffs, which shouldn't matter. But like Jason Robertson did his stuff in a vacuum where he was like the only good thing going on. Yeah. Um. You know, I just think I think it's got to be Kaprizov. Do you feel differently? No. Or Kaprizov? How are we supposed to say it? Is it that way? Kaprizov. I I don't have no idea. Um, Cabaret. I think it's for sure his. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things we said before. We're like, he's the rookie. It's his first year in the league in the NHL. That counts. Yep. Still counts. Hart Memorial Trophy. It's Connor McDavid. I don't even... Do you want to linger on it? Who else is there? Austin Matthews? Connor McDavid had 33 goals and 72 points. hundred Or 72 assists. 105 points in 56 games. He was a plus 21 and he had 13 point shares. In a shortened season, the ninth highest era adjusted point season of all time, which I can only assume means... Era adjusted includes like length of season adjusted, but if it's not, that's even more insane. <laughs> um, Austin Matthews had a lot of goals, and Nathan McKinnon honestly isn't even in the conversation. This He's year. never won shit. Um, yeah, I well, mean I it's I was kind of ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love I I would love the argument for not Connor McDavid this year. You know. I understand Connor McDavid, but I thought Nathan McKinnon was a lock. Yeah, <laughs> a lock, a lock. Uh, James Norris Memorial Trophy. A lot of dead people getting named after awards. Uh, Victor Hedman, nine goals, thirty-six assists, forty-five points, fifty-four games, seven point three point shares in twenty-five oh three. Uh, Kale McCarr also had seven point three point shares in twenty-four nineteen. Adam Fox with five goals, 42 assists, 47 points in 55 games played, plus 19, 7.8 point shares, 24-42. I've been a big fan of Adam Fox for a long time. I've been open about this on this mm-hmm. podcast. I Unapologetic. Fell, I fell in love with him. Yeah, it's a very bold take, but fell in love with him in um, Traverse City, and I haven't looked back. But... When earlier this season it started to become like a thing, like Spit and Chicklets was talking about it a lot, like, oh, I think Adam Fox should win the Norris, you know, and I don't mm-hmm. think he's going to get considered. I was kind of like, come on, guys, he's just got a lot of assists. But now that I'm sitting here looking at his charts and looking at his numbers, I'm not sure they're wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think maybe Adam Fox deserves to win this thing. Of these three, I do think Victor Hedman will win it because he's Victor Hedman, mm-hmm. but... um I think he deserves it kind of the least of these guys. Um, I mean, they're all phenomenal. 
Yeah, but, I feel like if Hedman wins it this year, it's going to be on... It's, again, he's a very good player, but it's going to be on sort of name recognition alone. Yeah, for sure. And also, the will Fox and McCarr have used to win this trophy sort of thing, which they do, but... To um, me, that's like the lamest argument. Who deserves it this year? This guy. Yeah, but he's young, though. And it's like, oh, is that part of like the fucking qualifications? Yeah, for sure. Uh, but it is, according to these people, so... I hate it! Um... So you think Hedman too, probably? Yeah, I think But I think Fox probably deserves it. Or even McCarr. Both very good. McCarr did pretty well in a shorter season, too. Ted Lindsay Award. Uh, Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews are both the players that uh, we already talked about. The third nominee, and remember, these are chosen by the players. (laughs) Sidney Crosby. I hate this league. Listen, Sidney Crosby is phenomenal. But he's not this caliber of player anymore. I mean, he kind of is. But you look the at his numbers. think so. You look at his numbers, they're just not that elite anymore because he is Alexa. How old is Sidney Crosby? Alexa, how old is Sidney Crosby? Sidney Crosby is 33 years old. Ooh, oh, very cool. He was born on August 7th, 1987. It's a coming up on it. Yeah. 87, that's his jersey number. I should have just... Oh, uh, yeah. No, I'm an idiot. But um, the dude's, like, obviously out of his prime now, so mm. he's not going to be as good. But Which is why he's going to get this award, because he's old now. Probably. Um, if it's anybody but... Connor McDavid after this year. It's just a travesty. Yeah, I hate that people will be like, well, Connor McDavid's so good he's going to win all these awards. You know, like, yeah, that's lame. It's like, like, yeah. The, but also, it's not just like, I kind of agree with that on like a pedestrian Connor yeah. McDavid year. But he's the, he had one of the greatest seasons of all time this year. Mm. And like, you remember when it was like, there were. There were like, I don't know, five or six games left, and it was still like, oh, we think he might get to 100 points. And then he like somehow ended with 105. He just smashed through it. Um, So, yeah, I think he's incredible. I I know I'm breaking ground there. The Vesna (laughs) Trophy. Mark. (laughs) This this is an unapologetic podcast. Mark Andre Fleury, uh, Jennings Trophy winner this year with a 198 goals against average. In 36 games, he has 26, 10, and 0. The 0 is the most impressive part to me. 928 save percentage, six shutouts, eight point shares and two 20.1 goals saved above average his team uh let him down a little bit but he was very good andre vasilevsky 31 10 and 1 925 save percentage 221 goals against average 42 games five shutouts 9.6 point shares 21 goals saved above average and philip grubauer is also nominated um a very good season 39 and 1 922 save percentage 195 goals against average seven shutouts 7.4 point shares 14.5 goals saved above average it's down to the other two though i kind of think flurry should that's what but i was saying. probably gonna Vasilevsky, you could just do the same thing we just did about Connor McDavid and be like, but he's just going to win every year because he's mm -hmm. that good. But maybe that's what he deserves to do, you know? 
True, very true. And like I know people will measure stuff and be like, well, that's this goalie's just got a really good team in front of him. I'm like, yeah, most good goalies. All three do. of those goalies have a very good yeah. team in front of them. I w- I would like Flurry to win, but I think you're right. I think they're probably going to go with with uh, Basilevsky, and I mean, deservedly so. He had a really good season. Um, I just like Mark Andre Flurry better. Yeah, I agree. But you know what I like better than any of that? Food. Let's talk about this tier list. People have been begging for it, clamoring for it, Ian. There is so many, there are so many options on here. Some of which are just like McDonald's, Domino's, pizzas on here. Some of which is just food that is in St. Louis, but is also (laughs) anywhere else on earth. And then some of which is so obscure, I've never even heard of it. Deerbergs? <laughs> including Deerbergs, which I don't... What? So I'm going to go through here. We're not going to do every one. We'll talk, I'll talk about the ones I don't know and just be like, do you know? Um, and, and that's how it'll go. So first of all, first off, they have no logo. It's just a picture of the building, the Custard Station, which oh, I believe is in the Kirkwood. Custard Station, yep. I've never actually been. Your thoughts? <laughs> Um, I, I haven't been in so long, but we used to go all the time when I was little and it was very good. So, you know, rose tinted glasses. I thought, um, it's probably where I've eaten the most ice cream from aside from Fritz's. Fritz's. Because that's like 12 feet from the Yeah, house. yeah. Spoiler alert, Ian's childhood home, which he may or may not, he doesn't live in. <laughs> His parents may or may not live in, is somewhere in the vicinity of one of the many Fritz's locations. <laughs> I basically just doxed your parents. <laughs> Please don't egg our house. <laughs> um, what is it, 1980? Um, yes, his house address is 1980. <laughs> I'd give it an A. I think it's really good ice cream. I like right. it a lot. <laughs> Starting hot. Uh, no, you, put it, uh, no, no, so... no, 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 no. I have no say okay. on this. So okay. it's you, an A. It's an it A. may be great. Have you ever heard of or been to Amiga's Cantina? I don't think so. Is it, is it in Cherokee Street? No, they don't name their shit like that. Yeah, it looks way too <laughs> be like El fancy Bronco. Kirkwood. Boo. Oh, you're right out. Right Boo. Out. <laughs> That's an F. Domino's and McDonald's, I wasn't kidding, are both on here. Have, have you been to Ma de Pizza? A long time ago. I've never been. I went right before I saw Black Can't Panther. Also, I'm that. not sure that's local either. I mean, it's, it's local because it's here. But They ask you a lot of questions about what you want on your pizza, and I remember them being really busy and the girl being like, hey, so what do you want in here? And it's like so much stuff in front uh-huh. of them. Like, you're kind of like scanning as fast as you can, but also I'm like, uh, uh-huh. and you're like already making really poor decisions. Like, no. <laughs> Anchovies. Well, you're like pepperoni, and you're like, yeah, I'm going to do that. But then you're looking at other stuff, you're like, yeah peppers and and zucchini and that's it that's what that's it for me thank you thank you and they put it in you're like i'm eating a fucking pepper zucchini pizza i guess yeah baby uh it's like a it's a c okay mod gets a c uh st louis wings company i've never actually i don't think i've ever actually had i went there like if o wings plus on page was on here that'd be a a teetering on s tier for me You, Everyone, you know, go check it out. You know our friend Vishesh. You know Vishesh. Yes. He hates... Uh, we've, yeah. we've spent time together with him many times. Uh, he hates, hates a, O-Wing Plus. I don't know why. He hates O-Wing? I think because like, it didn't wasn't spicy enough. You oh, know? okay, probably. Because he 
as his name suggests. I was like, with a name like Fichet, you know he likes of, of a culture that prefers spicy food. Mm, Whereas I, I eat the mildest Icelandic food, and I, my tummy hurts for two <laughs> oh, days. Spicy milk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the clover and the bee. Is that the I place that's... that's on like Ballas at Olive that like looks like a beehive? No, I don't think so. That's like literally like the beehive or something, yeah, the honeycomb like, or something, something like, like that. that. Clover and the bee is in Webster Groves. Is it? Is it Americana? That's my least favorite brand oh, yeah. of like food where they're like it's Americana. I'm like, so you mean really expensive crap? Yeah. I mean, really. I'm sure it's great, but like really expensive. Ooh, pastries, tiny food. mini quiche. It's like breakfast. Oh, okay. Actually, reasonably priced. Okay, I'm looking just at their menu and I'm giving them a C. <laughs> <laughs> Never been. All right, uh, emos. Okay. Now let's start. Let's start the play more, Ian. Um, here are my thoughts on yeah. emos. If no other St. Louis pizza existed, I'd probably <laughs> give it an A, maybe yeah. even an S, because I really do like St. Louis pizza. But I'm gonna give it. I don't want to give it an F. That's too harsh. But like a C or a D because you're too damn expensive, emo. Yeah, I don't know what the you're deal is. You're not that good. You're a piece of cardboard covered in <laughs> processed cheese. And listen, I love it. I'm happy that it's clogging my arteries and that I'm going to die at 55 with a slice of Cecil's in my hand. That's fine. But I'm not paying extra to come to you when I can get like 17 pizzas for the same price at any of the other places. And also, here's a critical mistake. <laughs> You guys, I don't, everybody might not know this. We'll get to Deerberg's a little bit later. But the Deerberg's frozen pizza that is Deerberg's brand mm. is just straight up made by Emo's. Oh, really? So you can just buy that for $8, heat it up, you've got Nemo's pizza. Oh, shit. <laughs> so um, that's your mistake. I, I know that. I know you're trying to keep that secret. Now the, now the many know. cats that listen to this podcast <laughs> know it. But... Um, it's just, like, it's so weird to me, because, like, I'm also, like, I have a friend who uh, is an only child, moved out of town. I, I love him and his family, and whenever he comes back into town, his family treats me like I'm their son, um, and it's great. But we used to go to Emo's, like, pretty much every time he was in town, because, like, every time he comes back to town, all he orders is toasted ravioli, because he can't get it in D.C., uh, which is where he lives. Um not Washington, D.C., like a, a different D.C., different one. Um, <laughs> Seattle, D.C. <laughs> uh, but when... Th- I'm just going to be real honest. I'm going to be as gauche as this is. When they paid for the emos, I loved it. But when I'm paying... For- I'm never going to be like, oh, I need to go buy emos tonight. Mm. So it's very hard for me to rank because most of it is a price thing. How do you feel? I've warmed to emos a little bit i used to really not like them it was like my least favorite i was like i want any of the yeah i'm like i want any of the regular chains over Uh this all the time but when i was living in springfield um they had at least one down there and i ate it some more i was like it's all right but i will say when people try and go real hard for like st louis style pizza being like the best pizza i'm like i disagree and i am starting to come on to the effect or the fact that people have called it like 
cracker pizza where it's like it's just pizza on a cracker mm-hmm. i'm like yeah you're right now that i think about it, which is fine i still like it i'm just saying now when i think about it i'm like yeah it is kind of like yeah. crunchy cracker pizza uh i'm putting it in b yeah it's a b uh are you the one of my friends that passionately doesn't like chicago style pizza yes. Okay, because I really do, but I get it. Garbage. Garbage. You put the sauce on top of the cheese. I get it. I get it. Listen, I get it. Juice bar is on here. Next. Never heard of it. The Village Bar and Restaurant. Which oh, is, wait. Is that the one? That's like the one that's off of Manchester. Uh huh. Right never been like inside, Ballast. but it looks distinct. I always think, how does anyone get there? Where does one park? How do you eat? There? I give it an F for funky. All right. Let's put it in F tier. Uh, St. Louis Bread Company, which I will give an S in any other city because it's from here and I like to brag about that. Yeah. I love Bread Co. It's too expensive. I, if it was like 20% less expensive, I would never stop eating there. They've got a diverse menu. Mm-hmm. It's always quality. You can delude yourself into thinking it's healthy. Mm-hmm. You can even delude yourself that two minutes ago, the tomato soup that you're devouring wasn't a frozen block <laughs> of red paste in a freezer. Is that what it was two yeah, minutes yeah. ago, though? Not two minutes ago. Look, it's, <laughs> that it's morning. In the, it's that in the vat with <laughs> all the hot water. And it's, it's boiling, baby. Ian, you still work for Bread Co. Or did you work for a Panera? Because it wasn't insane. Oh, yeah. Wow, it should be at least stable. <laughs> Come on. So they also have, like, pastas and stuff you can get. Those are frozen upon request. Oh, boy. Uh, I do like, I actually <laughs> like the uh, broccoli cheddar mac and cheese. So I'm pretty good. I, I mean, I like their food. It's just, it's just, it's not fancy. expensive. Yeah, it's not, it's not fresh enough to cost as much as it does. Yeah. McAllister's costs less, and it's better. So yeah, I would agree. Fix your, agree. fix your crap. I'm gonna put it in C. Yeah, as a solid C. All right, Jenny's custard. Never been there. I know. That's I'm, fine. I have people that swear by it. You're a C. Yeah. Wasabi sushi bar. You're a sushi guy. Is that where you saw uh, Craig Berube that one time? No, that was a tire. Oh my God, Stephen! Not all Asian foods the same. <laughs> Uh, I'm part of the problem, Ian. Uh, I'm part of the problem. Oh, I forgot about that. The juices. <laughs> Lock it up. Uh, Wasabi's good on Tuesdays when it's like uh, only $6 on rolls. So that, they're a place like Mission Taco where you can only go when it's cheap enough yeah, to afford yeah. it. Yeah, it's a, it's, a it's a C. It's fine. We can have a big C. Auntie Anne's isn't local. Don't give me that crap. And Pretzel Boys, listen, I know you're local. You're getting a D. You're getting an F for being all about pretzels. Also, you're not in Gus's pretzels, so get the fuck out right. of here. Right, and also, I really like pretzels, but I'm not going to a place just to get pretzels unless it, like, yeah. is next to my house. I will say. If I work in a strip mall yeah. where there's there's a Gus's pretzels. I'd go every day. Every time I ever get a pretzel and I eat it, I'm always like, I, I wanted half of this. Yes. Oh my god! So in the donut cases at Schnucks now, yeah. they have pretzels that are like hanging, mm. and they're the size of your head. They're so big and stretched out, which I think is like how they're supposed to be. Yeah. But um, no, no. <laughs> Spencer's Grill is on here. Oh, I've been there. I. I got a special place in my heart for Spencer's. So my dad and I used to go there a lot. My dad loves it there too. It's I don't, a dad's place. I don't think it's special enough to give it S tier, 
but I'm giving it an A. I'll put Just it an A. Solidly A. It's too small for anyone to sit in there. They've That's got the like charm. the jank room at the back where they Just hide the all the people. Yeah, <laughs> I've been back the there. And I'm like, are they gonna remember me? The cool sign that has never worked or lit up. It's great. It's like in downtown. It's in like the nice part of downtown Kirkwood, but it's not nice at all. So, it's <laughs> so great. There. Have you ever been to Pasteria? Oh, is that in? That's in Clayton. I, I don't think know. I've been there once, and I liked it. And the two people I went with fucking hated it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I never had such a disparity because like they didn't seem like it when they were eating, and uh-huh. I was like, oh, pretty good, right? And they were like, that was shit, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I wasn't gonna fight him on it either, so uh, uh, it's an F okay. apparently. All right, all right, F because of Ian's friends. Press, press F to pay your respects to Ian's friends. <laughs> Circle Seven Ranch is the bomb. That is very good. I, it is just a burger place. I like a good burger. I want to put it in A tier. I kind of want to push it up to S, but it feels oh, like it's too much. It's not special it. enough. The shack. It's very good. It's a little overrated to me. I give it a C. It's just like you yeah. give it a C. I might have given it a B, but I'm down with that. Uh, Amagetti's haven't been in a long time. Have you ever been? I don't think I've been. We Where should go. It's on the hill. It's uh, a sandwich. Oh, shop. so it's like literally less than a mile from yeah. where I live. Let's go. Let's pick a Please. weekend. We'll go. I've lived this place at this place for over a year, and granted, there was COVID and all that shit, and I have eaten at no places on the hill well, this whole time. I say let's do it because I was just thinking I haven't been to Amagetti's in so long, so I'm going to put it in B tier, and mm. we'll reevaluate. Ian's like, you're going to take me to a B-tier restaurant? Don't waste my time. (laughs) All right, Ian. It's Lion's Choice. The floor is yours. an F. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking terrible. (laughs) And I I almost... I'll be honest with you. Lion's Choice Choice is fine. But there's so many people in St. Louis that are like, dude, Lion's Choice is so fucking good. I'm like... It's the cult following for sure that just drives me insane. When they're like, yo, we could go, they'll name three places and then a fourth one will be like, or we go to Lion's Choice. I'm like, dude, don't even fucking talk to me. (laughs) Don't add that in there. That's my friend that used to be like, I'm really into classic rock. He's like, Zeppelin, The Who, The Beatles, Def Leppard. I'm like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. One of the, all four of these are old. (laughs) Only three of these are classic (laughs) rock. Oh, fantastic. First Watch is not local. It belongs one tier below the shack. Although, if I'm having mimosas there, then it's S tier. I thought you were going to say it belongs in hell. (laughs) Any place that I'm actively drinking mimosas is an S tier. Oh, yeah. It could be the back seat of a roofless bus in Tangier, (laughs) and it's still S tier. Drinking before noon is like... When you're doing, if That's you ever so do it naughty. at home, you feel like this is bad. Oh, and dude, I've made bad life choices. Yeah, if you're doing oh, it in public, you feel like your day is made. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, today is a good day. I went to Chattanooga with a friend about probably six months ago now, and we were going to the aquarium because there's one right downtown there. A pretty good aquarium. Highly recommend. But we went to some little, like, it was a nice breakfast place. The place we went to, meant to go to was closed because of COVID. And so we went to this other place, and they had a menu, and they had Dolly Parton mimosas on there, dumb blondes, I think they mm. called them, that, like, benefited her charity. And I was like, I get to drink at 9 a.m., 
and tell myself it's for charity, this is my heaven. <laughs> it was fantastic. Um, I don't even drink that much, but I had two of those, and it was great. That's so good. Buffalo Wild Wings, why is there not like a Z tier? It's so. I was like, I. Overpriced, no, I just, overrated. No, if you're going there for an event, oh, an a, a. But now, terrible. You ever been to Bellows Bakery? Never heard you of You ever that. been to Cafe Manhattan? No. California Pizza Kitchen? That's not local. No. I'm it's... skipping all these non local ones. CJ Mugs. Oh, I have been to CJ Mugs. They have a great. Uh, what are they called? Muffaletta, you know Muffaletta sandwich? Uh-huh. They have one that's like... They you probably can, have one at Armageddon. You can order like the whole thing or uh-huh. like half or a quarter and even a quarter is huge. And we used to go there a lot with my grandparents. I don't know because they this because it catered to old people. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, but it was, I like their I like their Muffaletta. I give it a B. I give CJ Muggs a B. Okay. Uh, we'll move a little quicker here. There's a, Some of these are badly cropped. This one just has Squiggly an orange line. squiggle. So I'm going to call that an incomplete. Uh, City Coffee Creperie, I've never been to. Serrano's, I've never actually been to. Dewey's Pizza is the definition of a C or D to me. I give it a D, man. Yeah. D for Dewey's. Every time, <laughs> it's super overpriced. Yeah, oh, for and sure. And then when I eat it, I'm kind of like, have you ever have cheese where it's like, it's cooked and it's hot? But it's also in this weird way, like, like kind of rubbery. And, yeah. And yeah. you're like, why is this, Bad. like, why does this have the consistency of a cold pizza, <laughs> but it's fucking burning in my mouth? Yeah. And that's what Dewey's is. It feels, I'm just like, no, no man. that's a very apt description. I feel, yeah. I, I like that. Premium Fitz's, it's a D, man. It's not, All you got is the there. bottle works. The yeah. food is not any good. Ooh, I had a burger there, and it wasn't bad, but I just remember being like, it's this fine, is the blandest burger I've like, ever eaten. You would never notice that place if it wasn't just actively bottling soda in front of you, which is cool. Yeah. I get it. I'm not complaining. I like root beer. And it's Great. cool to be like, oh, I'm drinking Fitz's, like, fresh from the plant. <laughs> this, this, <laughs> this was bottled five years ago. <laughs> from the fences <laughs> oh god um five star burgers is a c i yeah. want it to be so much better than it is every time but then I, go, I go there yeah. i'm like ah every time i go i'm like this should be good it's, it's like it's fine it's fine i think we've gone together and it was fine but like it's just not quite there racconelli's i've never Where actually been to i think it's on the loop it's yeah, a pizza yeah, place yeah, yeah, right yeah, yeah. it's like yeah it's like a bad lot from the logo there, it's a New York City style pizza place. I'm gonna give it a, a B because I like New York City style pizza. Webster Grove Central West End, Kirkwood, and St. Peter's. Oh, so it's not so it's everywhere else. But I've heard of it. I've just never had it. I think I'd like it. You but said I don't B. Know. Oh, you've never had it. No, I've never had it. Don't <laughs> defraud the people, Ian. A Froyo. Uh, I really like Froyo more than I should. I give it like a B. I'm. That's. Yeah. I keep thinking you can see what I'm saying. That's right. So did I for a while at the top. I was like, why isn't he even ranking any of this stuff? Um, we've got uh, half and half. Don't know that. Oh, that's a brunch place. Pretty good. Pretty good. B? You have a B. Okay. That's where that's where JR took Peron when they talked about oh. random stuff. And I was like, oh, they went to a hoity-toity Clayton place. Yeah. What if they're just actually friends? 
No, they're not. They're not. <laughs> David made that very clear. Oh, no. David wants to be friends. JR doesn't <laughs> want to be friends. Someone that's like a little too talkative for me. No, thanks. Hank's Cheesecake's never been. No. Happy Joe's Pizza and Ice Cream. Uh, e- F for the sign alone. Yeah. Hey, creepy as hell. Helen Fitzgerald, it's just a sports bar. Yeah. Let's not pretend it's anything but a C. It's fine. Hello. Hello. Like the name of this restaurant, or perhaps Heyo, uh, Jimmy John's Penn Station, Hotbox Cookies. I'm gonna give Hotbox Cookies a B for just the boldness of their marketing. I do like. That. Let's not pretend we're anything. Insomniac, same same yeah, idea. Like Let's not pretend we're anything but snacks Look. for college stoners. That's all we are. That's all we're ever gonna be. I don't think I've ever actually been to High Point to eat food. That's good. It's like. To me, it's a better steak and shake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a better steak and shake. So B A. Mm-hmm. Soon we're gonna. I'd give it a B. Okay. I feel like I would have to explain to people um, in the future, like, yo, so steak and shake was <laughs> this because yeah. they're all gone. Oh, there was a steak and shake reference on Superstore. Too. Yeah. So that was cool. I'm ta- I told Ian earlier, my brother got me into Superstore, and it's a very good show on its own. But the thing I've enjoyed the most about it is that it's set in St. Louis, and they like go out of their ways to make insider St. Louis references, which I'm sure they can just Google, or they have like <laughs> one person on their staff that's like from hey, St. Louis. Hey, tell us something else tell about St. Louis. Tell us other St. Louis stuff. Uh, but every time that they do it in front of me, it's a cheap pop. I've only been to Crushed Red once, mm-hmm. and it's one of those places that's trying to be much hoity-toyier than it's it is. It's way too expensive. I'm sneaking it into the D tier, yeah. maybe even an F. It was fine. Like, the food was good, yeah. but it's not... Put it in D. They you do the thing where they're like, it's not a pizza, it's a flatbread marinara, yeah. blah, blah. I'm like, it's a fucking pizza, yeah, bro. It's, bro, let's stop. Come Are on, you, bro. You ever been to Sushi Station? I've never even heard of that. Crown candy? I've never actually been. Oh, I, my parents took me and my sister there, like, when we were really little. Uh-huh. And so that's, I don't, so I don't think I, the magnitude of, like, the danger we were in. I was gonna say, can I give it an F for location? <laughs> I, I remember their shakes being super good. I'll, I'll give it an A, because it's an institution. It's an institution. But I. I would like to go back, but in the daytime. I am too chicken <laughs> there i'm a bad person kb i don't know what you are strange donuts never actually been never been uh lester's sports bar giving you an f it's just too big it's like a sports bar but it's the size of an aircraft carrier <laughs> i don't know why it's so big where is it uh clayton it's like it's at like 40 and maybe 40 and clayton <laughs> oh, no it's not a 40 and clayton but it's somewhere 40 in one of them roads that comes off there. Um, where was I? Caldies? That's not a thing. Come on. Uh, Pickleman's? You ever been to Pickleman's? I have, and I think every time I've been, I've been very disappointed. I give that a D. Yep. I watched, you know how they make your sandwich in a lot of these places, and mm-hmm. they toast it, they put on a little belt, and it keeps going? Yep. I watched them make, I was me and only one other person there ordering, and I watched someone make my sandwich, put on the belt, and then it kept going towards the end and I was sitting there and they were doing something else and I was watching and I was like I think my sandwich is going to hit the floor <laughs> and like I was literally about to say something like 
hey, what about my sandwich or whatever? And they turned around and like, whoa. And I was like, I'm glad, uh, glad you caught that. <laughs> you ever seen or know of Ferroto's Pasta and Pizzeria? Uh-uh. I have been to Carl's. Have you been to Carl's? No, driving? I haven't. Been. I'm going to give it a B. I enjoyed it. I went with a good friend who took me. It's fun. It's like, it's one of those places where you're a little uncomfortable and that's sort of the point. Yeah. You know, where the cook's a little rude to you. Yeah. And and the staff's a little, like, inconvenienced by your presence. And you have to pay cash because, like, we're a, we're a diner. We're, yeah. like, 1960. Have but you, it is cool. Have you ever been to or seen at least the restaurant that's, like, it's in the loop. It's on, like, the north, northwest corner of, like, the building that you can park behind has like all the parking spots oh you know, yeah, and yeah, stuff. yeah 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 it's like you city in. grill uh-huh. supposedly supposedly a it's korean food and b it's run by some guy that's like soup like it's one of those people it's like i run a business and you go in and they're like soup. can i have food and he's like what the fuck do you want me to do and it's like <laughs> well it is a restaurant i've seen nothing but reviews where like the food's really good but he hates you and i'm like what's happening <laughs> I'm really tempted to go, but I'm also like, if he even yells at me, I'm like, I'm, I'm out, I'm out. Yeah. I gotta soup, run away. Soup Nazi situation. Yeah. Subway is on here. Uh, you know what? Some respect. Yeah. It's better. It it gets... If I need a sandwich... It gets trashed too much. Yeah. Mellow Mushroom. Have you been? I've never been. I would give it a B. Cool environment. That's the place I went... Like right before the pandemic, we all have. I think we all have one experience where we're someplace like in public, mm-hmm. and we're all like, "Hey, that pandemic's coming, though, right? Not going to be able to do this again." And then you couldn't yeah. for a year. <laughs> um, Minchie's never been never frozen custard. Bar Louie, it's fine. If you like, if you like Bar Louie like strongly, I hate you. D to send a message to yeah. those people. Yeah. <laughs> Oberweiss, it's fine. That's fine. Let's see. I don't need it. It's not local, is it? And maybe it is. I don't know. Um, Billy G's. My brother loves that whole family of restaurants. Um, What's the family? <laughs> it's like a Giannino's is an Italian place. It's oh, really good. Okay. Um, I'll put it in. I think Joey B's maybe actually be like oh, really? part of that. Like the same. I was going to confuse people like, oh, Billy G's, Joey B's. Biggie T's, yeah. Biggie Smalls, whatever. O'Connell's man. Pub. There is some pub. Oh, that's near me. Okay, then but I've never been. That one. Me neither. Pizza Hut, PJ's Tavern. Never been. Kirkwood Popcorn Company. What? No. Qdoba is not local, but it's not as national as I thought it was, because there aren't any in Jacksonville, and that no. makes me sad. It's very local to my current apartment, which could be dangerous. I, I like Qdoba more than I than Chipotle. Me too. Me too. Glad we agree on this. This is Seamus O'Daniel. What's the What's the bar called? Seamus. You're right. Seamus O'Daniels. Seamus O. Seamus McDaniel's. McDaniel's. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, Irish are all the same. Yeah, um, no, never been. Me neither. And here's one. I'm just gonna say it, Ian. I'm just going to say it. Soul Taco is S-tier to me. I'll do it. Damn, you love Soul Taco. We've never had one. We've never had an S-tier. Let me make my case. Let me make my case. Its Its menu variety could be the knock against it. But I've never been there where I wasn't like, that was so damn good. And I've never left where I wasn't like, overly full, like uncomfortably full. Mm. Um, It's the right amount of It's all good. It's unique. 
You're not going to get quite that mix of stuff just about anywhere else. I just love it. I would put it in S. Do you strongly disagree? No, no. I hate it. All right, folks, we got an S tier. It's Soul Taco. S for Soul Taco. You want to, how about Shake Shack? I've only been once. It was fine. Uh, I'd give it like a, I'd give it a B. It's pretty good for a chain. Yeah. I liked that it wasn't local and then it intentionally ripped off a local place and then it became local again. Oh God, I lost it in here. I lost it. I lost it. Um, it'll come back to me. There it is. <laughs> Found it. Um, what did you say? B? Yeah, I put a B. Okay. It's in the B's. Uh, where was I? Where was I? Seamus Smoka. Sauce on the side. Sauce on the side. I give sauce on the side an A. Yeah, I, I really like right. it. And you know what? The best it's part is it's similar in a lot of ways to Soul yeah. Taco. It's unique enough. I mean, I know it is just Ben's yeah. local calzone zone from Parks and Rec, but they like, they have calzones. They don't make any bones about it. We just do calzones. And there maybe. are actually sauces on the side. Yeah, and the, and I mean they're the size of your face. Like, yeah, they're get, very good. That was the thing that blew me away. Is like it was good, but it was also like, hey, this is like nine bucks, uh-huh. and also. This is a lot of food. Yeah, for sure. I like them. Small Cakes, never been. Uh-uh. Smoothie King, Sonic, Sportsman's Park, never been. Mm-hmm. Here's a big one. Ted Drew's. F. Um, no, it's... Ted Drew's like a C. Yeah. Just because I think it's fine. It's fine. But when people are like, you got to go to Ted Drew's, I'm like, or you go to any, any other place. Ones. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, just to be controversial, I'm going to put Andy's in A. I think I it's do. better. I've been to Andy's way more, and I do like Andy's. Um, they're, they're, no, that's, that might be one thing, no offense, Ted Drews and all these little teenagers working there. Andy's, the one that I've been to on Hanley, is fast as shit. Oh, it's so fast. It's fast. Andy's, the one by, uh, out on Manchester, the newer-ish one, mm-hmm. is like creepy fast. I will say this, though. I don't like this trend of places that Chick-fil-A started oh, where they yeah, send yeah, the yeah. person out to your car. Um, Whoa, are you trying to get in? Yeah. Is this an escape <laughs> attempt? No, I'm, yeah, this is weird. I feel bad too, especially when I'm like, hey, I'm sorry my lame ass decided they want a cold treat inside themselves <laughs> in December, but I do. And they're like, okay, get out there in your park again yeah. because uh, this asshole wants ice cream in fucking winter. I also, last thought on that, I like. I know Chick Fil A's menu isn't that complicated, but I like the illusion of being able to look and come to my own conclusion. Mm-hmm. But those Chick Fil A people, especially, they meet you like 10, 10 yards before you can even see the menu. I know. I'm like, hey, I it's gotta like, learn, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, steak, steak and shake. It doesn't exist anymore. I just they put it in D for doesn't exist. A steak and shake. I would give. I, honestly, I give it an A. Oh yeah, because okay. it's cheap as shit. That is and true, and for what it is, what it's it does, good. it does very, yeah. very well. You're not getting. I don't think it does anything special enough to get us. Yeah, but it, you're you're not getting any any bowl. Steak and Shake was like the it basically it was essentially like, do I want Taco Bell? It's late. Do I want Taco Bell? I was like, no. And then it's like, well, then it's Steak and Shake. Yep, I like that. Sugar Fire. I'm a, I'm gonna say this about Sugar Fire. I really like it. Yeah, it does too much narrow your lane a little bit yeah they do have a lot i'm gonna give it a b mm, there's it's good but i there's better it's better just barbecue. like i i think it's cool that they do the specials every day uh-huh. but i'm also almost never like 
I got to go there to get that. Right. It's just that you're there already and you're yeah. like, what is it? Yeah. Even I follow one of them on Instagram and sometimes I'll see it and be like, dang, that looks great. But I'm never like, that looks so good. I'm going to drive to freaking Fitton. To pick oh, that's right. You There's know? one out there. Um, their their burgers are really good. When we went out and tried oh, yeah. their burger, great. great. The big money. I mean, they've got a lot of great stuff, but it's just so much. Their cornbread is real good. Maybe it should be an A. Man, but... I really want. I just really want barbecue. Now. Yeah. All right, we're bumping it up to. <laughs> we made a mistake. It's an A. Um, where was I? Sugar Shack. Ever heard of it? Nope. Taco Bell. Ever heard of it? <laughs> the Daily Bread. I've never actually been. Um, there's a white square here that I assume represents some restaurant, but I don't know what it is. Do you like, there's do you a, like 90s moose? <laughs> there's a coked out moose holding some sort of like shaved ice treat. Um, Mission Taco is solidly... C yeah, it's a C. It's, it is, it's overpriced too. It is so overpriced. If you're going for some midnight tacos things that we referenced at the beginning, where it's like a dollar taco, then you can do it. But other times, not good. Because they're like five, six bucks a taco. Oh no, man. Here's a classic. Maybe the last place we went pre-pandemic. Oh yeah, Uncle Bill's. I need to try the one near me, the original one on King's Highway. Let's, let's go to that after we go to Armageddon. <laughs> Um, but the Uncle Bill's out by out by our our what say, like Uncle childhood homes. It's it's S in a way for me because yeah. it's so unique. Yeah, and there's the Russian woman who just chain smokes parliaments. <laughs> that's been there my entire life and hasn't aged a day. She started sixty, but she's still sixty. <laughs> um, it's the food is so bad, but in such a specific way. <laughs> That's <laughs> so true. It's like it's like you getting indoctrinated as a child, and if you brought someone new, they'd be like, "Why are we fucking eating here?" And you'd be like, "Oh no, it's fine. You have to understand that's bad, but it's okay." <laughs> but that's the good part about it. Uncle Bill's and my brother will listen to this, so do respect. But it was like his high school groups like hangout place and that just like my brother's 13 years older than me and like i just can't imagine having a hangout place in our Mm -hmm. generation because like by the time i was in high school the hangout place was aim like you just (laughs) you just instant messaged and text all the time or like halo online um so i don't know uncle bill's got a lot of nostalgia to me i would put it a Maybe even S, just out of <laughs> stupidity. But I, it's not good enough to I, I be S. It it's I'll not good enough to be S. Let's be realistic. But uh, if you really want to put it in B or something, I'm all ears. But oh, I lost. I lost it. Maybe I lost. It's gone again. Uh, where to go? Where to go? Where to go? Well, it's on there somewhere. We know where it is in our hearts. It's <laughs> <laughs> very appropriate for yeah. Uncle Bill's. Oh. <laughs> It, it automatically sorted itself into F. Oh, oh so sad. <laughs> Uncle Bill's, we love you. You don't have, have to you, do that. Have you ever been paying for your order and you've looked at like the full pies they have uh, there and thought, I'll eat that. I'll buy one of those. Yeah. Every time I look at them, I'm like, these don't look bad, but they also look like they've been here for mm-hmm. a while. Oh, that's the same pie you saw in high school. <laughs> yeah, hasn't the same Mike Duffy's, one of which is like 12 feet oh, from yeah. us right now. It's a C. It's, it's yeah. perfectly mundane. That's the sort of thing that someone's like, dude, Mike Duffy is amazing. I'm like, your opinion is trash. <laughs> you don't deserve to speak. Deerbergs? Listen, 
Shout out to Deerberg's <laughs> Deli, but I Big can't ups. compare it to these other things. Is Deerberg's better than Schnucks? For a while, I thought those As were the same. Store? I thought those were the same thing, uh-huh. but like the same level. But then I learned quickly that Deerberg's is like a little more. I'm going to give Deerberg's a D for Deerberg's and for Greg Deerberg's. Cause screw that guy. Yeah. I. We could do a whole podcast on how much I dislike Greg Deerberg, a man I've never spoken to directly, <laughs> but have stood near a couple of times. I've stood near, but I've got some shit to say. <laughs> but that will be for another episode. Crazy Bulls and Raps, you've been, I haven't. Yeah. Is that a, is that yeah, here? That's a, I don't think so. Uh, it's fine. It's a good alternative. It's, a little, it's kind of like um, Bread Co. where it's like, obviously, because it's quote-unquote healthy, it's low overpriced. Mm-hmm. What would you put it in, B or C? Uh, C. All right. And finally, El Indio, which is a random uh, Mexican restaurant in Rock Hill that I really like and need to go to again. I would give it an A. Where is in Rock Hill? It's like right at the edge of Rock Hill, which is an ill-defined Like the western edge? The western edge. Like right when Kirkwood and Rock Hill sort of thing. Okay, I think I've been there before. It's like... Did we go together? We might have, yeah. I I was like real high on it for a while. And then I just stopped for some reason. I don't even really know why. Because it was shit. Um, Because it's terrible. I'll, 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 I'll leave that to you. I, I, I just have a special place in my heart for it. Um, when I went, when I started at Covenant Seminary, there was like an orientation thing for all the people who uh, weren't from St. Louis, which was most of the people, and they were naming all these St. Louis things to do and eat, and I was like, I know shit. all these, and then one of them was like, the best Mexican food is at El Indio, and I was like, I've never heard of this place, so um, there we go, folks. I'm tweeting this out as we speak. Um, so you'll get to see our opinions and roast us. Uh, but any final thoughts on St. Louis food, Ian? I really want barbecue. I also want to go back to, uh, Southern's. I really want hot chicken. Okay. This weekend we're going to Amagetti's. <laughs> we're going to Uncle Bill's for breakfast, Amagetti's for lunch, and Southern's for dinner. I'm going to fucking shit a brick. Yeah. Well, we're going to do it together, Mary. <laughs> Uh, no, we should really go to all of those places sometime. Um, yeah, it's a. Uh, I I do think. I don't know. I haven't been to enough places, but I do think St. Louis has a fairly good selection of unique. Oh yeah, I think food. so. Um, I don't think we've earned that reputation unfairly. Yeah. So you know, I like it. I like it. I feel like most of the C and T. It's like the DNF tiers were just personal vendettas and not any place that was actually bad. Look, if you like Lion's Choice, like... <laughs> then don't ever listen yeah, to our podcast. You, you I didn't even share my opinion on Lion's Choice, which is equal to yours. I feel like, exactly like I felt like you felt. I It's fine, mm-hmm. but I don't know why anyone would ever pick it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I've ended up at Lions yeah, Choice before, but yeah. like I don't know how it's, I ended up it's there. Literally, it's it's exactly how I feel about pineapple pizza. I 
I don't hate pineapple on pizza, but how did you arrive mm-hmm. here? Because at some point you thought about all the options that you could put on pizza and you chose pineapple. And yeah. I don't mind the eating of the pineapple. I mind the choosing of the, the pineapple. The last time I was at a at a um, Lion's Choice, I think it was just because I was close to it. I was literally yeah. like was going to go to a place to eat and it was closed. And I was like, well, there's a Lion's Choice within 100 feet of where I'm standing. So I guess I'll go there. And it was fine. Yeah, I Lion's Choice to me was the place that if my family wanted to go there, I'd be like, all right, but you got to stop at like McDonald's for me or whatever. <laughs> it was, I've grown, I've warmed to it, but not much. Hmm. It's fine. It's fine. Lion's Choice is fine, folks. <laughs> much like Marsha Clark, it did its best. <laughs> so with that said, it's been almost two hours. We filled this episode up, baby. I didn't ever think we'd get this long. Uh, we have so lots of opinions. Ian needs to sleep, people. He's been up collating all day. I still don't know what collating is. But um, from our uh, perch here in the corner smoking booth at Uncle Bill's in Baldwin, the last refuge of the persecuted <laughs> smoker, uh, we thank you uh, and we bid you good night. Alexa, say good night. Good night. Sleep tight.